Hello, Mark. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? Good, thanks, um, Mark. I, I had to comment about the guy who was complaining about the breakfast in the isolation facilities. Oh, my God, that got me riled up. I would like to find that guy and slap him in the face. You've got to be kidding me. I mean, two million people have died from this virus around the world, and he's complaining about the quality of his breakfast in isolation facilities. I, I think my opinion is that everyone's got a right to return if you're a citizen or a permanent resident. That's all fine. But we live in the age of the entitled. You know, everyone thinks they're entitled to everything. And I think that people who go through the isolation facilities, they're afforded one too many liberties, in my opinion. You know, they have to go outside to exercise. You know, they have to get the fresh air and all that sort of stuff. Well, lest we forget that in times of war, the First World War, Second World War, our ancestors, our grandfathers, our great-grandfathers, you know, they would sit inside their houses for months and months on end and went years without seeing their loved ones. And we always say, lest we forget, and, you know, we'll never forget ever, all the sacrifices. Yeah, this guy, this guy was hor- horrified with the lack of maple syrup with his pancakes and bacon and banana. Horrified. W- what I would be curious to know is how this story came to be in the Herald, whether he just posted on Facebook and they picked it up or whether, in fact, he contacted the media. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I want to know. I mean, I don't really want to entertain those sort of those sort of stories. But, yeah, it riles me up. You know, everyone thinks they're entitled. And I, I think that, you know, I, I think it's unlikely that this case we've seen now has spread through the air conditioning. I know, I know that Chris Hipkins and... Ashley Bloomfield have said that they think that that's unlikely as well. It's most most likely through a, a common surface that they've touched, such as you know a lift button, which happened in an ISO facility a few months back, or the rubbish can. Well, that tells me that the people in these isolation facilities are using common areas, such as yeah, and, and 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 Mark, it appears to be smokers. They need patches and they need to stop smoking and give a nicotine replacement for their stay. Absolutely. I mean, if they want to come back and they've got every right to come back, I'm sorry, you have to make a sacrifice in order to do that because two million people have died around the world, okay? If you have to sit, if you can't sit in a hotel room with Netflix and the internet and Sky Television and all these other luxuries you're afforded, you want to exercise, well, give them classes that they can put on the TV. You can exercise in your room. You don't have to go outside for that. Um, I I I would love two weeks in a hotel room to watch TV. I would love it. I'd have the time of my life. Yeah, me too. I'm hearing you. I'd love it. I'd miss the kids. Miss the partner, but boy, oh boy, the freedom. Dean Marcus, good evening. Marcus, how are you? Did I just hear you say, and I only just caught the end of it, that you would like to do two weeks in isolation? Yeah. That would be... <laughs> Was that wrong? No, well, Marcus, I can tell you my experience, because I've only just done it. Yeah. It was two weeks of absolute bliss, and I could have done another two. And the uh, I'm, I've got to say this, the New Zealand system, the way they've got it set up, is incredibly organised. They are very, very friendly. You can get Uber Eats on a 24-hour basis. You can get supermarket food in. You can drink if you so choose. There's, a, there's comfortable beds, a big screen TV. I can see how you would enjoy it. I so you, you had no complaints? I mean, you're a big unit, nothing wrong with the food, anything like that? I thought the food was very good. And how do you know I'm a big unit? 
because I recognise your voice. <laughs> Got to say, Mark, it's my first time call a long time fan. Yeah, so you're, you've come across from the Gold Coast, have you? I have indeed. I bloody uh, I come into the system two weeks before Christmas, and when I first came in, it was actually quite easy to get into the system. Yeah, and uh, I, I flew from Brisbane into Auckland, and I was hoping to isolate in Auckland. Unfortunately, I had to get on a second plane and go down to Christchurch. Which I've got to say, they, when you get off the aeroplane, you go into one of three lines. And the line I went to, I stayed at the Christchurch Novotel. There's a couple of friends of mine, because this is a small country, we're actually working <laughs> on security there. So that was quite nice. Everybody, the only unpleasant experience I had, and I've got to tell you, the isolated experience is a very good one. The only unpleasant one was my first COVID test, when I had this nurse who decided that she was going to be as rough as all heck and stuck something right up my nose that felt like it went all the way to my brain and I did make comment. So the uh, second time around with the second COVID test, they were far more gentle and it was far more pleasant. So I've got nothing but wonderful things to say about the isolation system except, Marcus, one of the stupidest things I've seen in my entire life was as an international traveller and someone who has been on planes a lot, and anyone who's on a plane expects to, as you go into a hotel, put down a credit card. And, of course, they charge you your credit card for whatever your stay is going to be. But no, the New Zealand government has chosen to pay the hotel direct, then they turn around and invoice you. Yeah, crazy. I'm told, that, I'm told that many, 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 many people don't pay. Now, I can honestly put hand on heart and say the second I got my $3,000 bill, I paid it. I'm more than happy to do so. But uh, I can imagine a lot of people are absconding, and I just can't believe it. They don't take your credit card as you walk in because, mate, when you're coming home, and regardless of whether you've got one, two, or three kids, you know the rules, and away you go. Could you do your star jumps and stuff? Were you able to exercise up to your want? I mean, could you do that stuff? The answer is you can, but here's what's interesting, Marcus, is that I have this peculiar habit, and I'm sure you have many, knowing who you are, of where I, when I talk on the phone, I do a lot of walking. So on my first day in yeah. isolation, I did a lot of talking on the phone. Inside my room, I got up 15,000 steps inside my room. <laughs> what, you're going up and down over the bed or something, at like an obstacle course? I was walking around the bed. It was quite, I find it quite cathartic when I'm, when I'm having a discussion with somebody. Is your business you going all right? You, you, is your, is COVID hasn't bankrupted you or anything, has it? Do you know you're going all right with it? Hey, it's got, look, Australia's been good to me and uh, I'm enjoying what I do. And, you know, I did one major event last year, which was a guy called Jeff Horn versus Tim Zoo, yes. and that went yep. well. Once we got that one out of the way, I jammed another three events in before the end of the year because you just don't know when COVID's going to hit again. And we're starting to go through that in New Zealand and, and in Australia. So, no, I must say I am enjoying it over there, Marcus, but I am loving, absolutely loving being home. And I've got to say hats off to the New Zealand Defence Force and the way the whole thing around COVID is organised because they've done a very good job. They're very organised. and I just don't agree with this government sending the bill out after the fact when you should be part as you turn up. Brilliant. Lovely to talk, Dean. Lovely to yeah, lovely to talk to you once again. Good to hear you're doing well. Why wouldn't someone make out that I, I mean, why would you quibble? What possibly is there to be gained by quibbling about isolation of the food? And that's the because there's an article you're going to hear about a guy who didn't get the uh, stuff with his waffles, his maple, or with his pancakes. I mean, most of us are thinking pancakes looks delicious and not having to cook them yourself and no dishes. You literally roll out of bed, wrap your bacon and your banana and your pancake, eat it, then go back to watching The Chase or Tipping Point. That sounds like a dream day.
That's it. Go back to sleep if you want to. No one's going to check. No one's coming in. Build a fort with the mattresses. Watch TV like that. No one cares. That would be bliss for two weeks. Nothing. Write your book. Do the cube. Think of how many racehorses you can remember. But to quibble about the... But I don't know how that story came to be. Maybe someone saw his Facebook post and picked that. Because that's what a lot of stories come from. People on Facebook, you know, because it said he he doesn't want to be named. I've read the article a couple of times. It is from the lifestyle section. An Auckland man in managed isolation says he's shocked at the quality of the meals. The man who did not want to be named, it doesn't say he told the Herald. He's also sick of chicken. 